brothers and sisters gather around the old-timey radio and welcome to the Loftus Party Gospel Hour. <laughs> oh my God. I am in a, I'm in a really good mood. I'm in a really good mood. I'm just going to just say that right out of the gate. Be, uh, <laughs> yesterday, because I was just dedicated uh, to getting a bunch of work done, a bunch of work done, a bunch of work done. So now I feel like I'm on uh, vacation in a weird way, <laughs> even though I have a bunch of crap I have to do today. So I'm in a very good mood. How's it going over there at uh, at Camp Liberty Gypsy? Oh, well, summer weather is back, so it's normal here in Georgia after the storms. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't in a good mood when we started the cast, but I think you just got me. Right? It's 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 <laughs> it's great because it's a vent. It's it's a it's a great vent. It's therapy. Mm-hmm. This is how I feel about stand-up comedy. I get I get pent up, I get pent up. It's like um it's like masturbation for your brain. You know how like you just get so tense and you're like, "Wow, I could use a release." Boom. The Loftest Party Radio. So here we are. Here it's, we are. Here we are. People are uptight. And and here is uh, – I love stating it out loud. We're here to get rid of a bunch of the taboos and, and, and leading through example. People are so – it's been fun to watch. This is the story I want to start with right now. I don't want to play catch up too much. We'll do that later on in the show. Uh, boobs, boobs, boobs. They're okay, wonderful. So <laughs> they are. And, and what this guy uh, – what's his name? Travis whatever? Clay Travis, I believe. Clay Travis. Like what he did was so pedestrian and so – I don't want to say lowbrow, but it was like this little throwaway thing. I, I believe in uh, two things absolutely. The two things I have total faith in are the First Amendment and boobs. And that is what uh, – it was kind of fun and funny and lighthearted. However, it, it it's – Wild to watch this thing spin into every little corner of politics and Facebook and Twitter. Uh, there's so many aspects. So uh, many of aspects thing. of boobs. I mean, come on. We are in a society at this point where women are marching around with pussy hats, yes. <laughs> having slut walks, okay, yes. and thinking that's just totally fine. And because some dude gets on TV and says the word boobs – Right. Yeah. We're going to have a crime wave or something, a crime of violence against women. Seriously. And he's a he's a sports guy on the radio. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's just doing it just to get a little rise, just a just a little tweak. Now, the CNN host, I watched this when it when I didn't watch it live, but when it was on the the Internet, Mm -hmm. uh, I watched it. And that what's her name? Brooke something from CNN. Brooke Baldwin. It It was hilarious to watch. Because oh, yeah. she's got the the pundit on the left, and she's got the sports guy on the right, and she's in the middle. And then the sports guy is like, "I believe in the First Amendment, and I believe in boobs." And then the conversation almost starts again, and you can see this uh, Brooke just kind of stops, and she and you can see her just thinking about it. She's and you can see the calculation in, in on her face. Okay, he just said boobs. I don't know what to do here. Maybe I should be offended. Well, I'm not really offended. Hey, you know what I could do? I could pretend to be offended, and I bet I could get some mileage out of this. And then she comes back. Wait, hold, hold on. Did you say uh, a booze or boobs? B b b o o b s. And then and then she makes the calculation, and he and he. I love how he just comes back. He goes boobs. I believe in boobs. <laughs> it was just so casual. Then I'm totally on his side. She's decided to be offended. Okay, okay. We are take take his mic off. We're done. We're done. And it worked. 
it worked, it worked, it worked. Well, here's my thing. First of all, if you are a commentator and somebody says something and you have to cut the mic, you just lost the argument. So we're done. She's so offended. It was a moral outrage. Second How of dare all, he say that word? Second of all, if you're going to sit there and do that, don't ever let me find a clip of you telling Kathy Griffin, oh, I love you after she screams nipple, nipple, nipple. <laughs> oh, the 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 evidence against the fake outrage is is the best. Oh man! You know, Kathy Griffin on a on a New Year's Eve show for CNN, like pretending she's filleting uh, Anderson Cooper. She's out there in just a bra. I mean, it just uh, the evidence goes on and on and on. Like, really, you're offended by boobs? Like, just the fact that he uttered that word on CNN of all. It's the pearl clutching that well, just cracks me up. The this, pearl clutching. The pearl clutching cracks me up. And then what cracks me up even more is how issues like this or Donald Trump's tweet this morning or retweet this morning brings out all the virtue signaling on the right. Okay. I do it, not know. I do not know when I had to become a prude to believe in limited government, <laughs> lower taxes, individual freedom, and all the other stuff we love. <laughs> I don't know when I needed to do that. It happened in the 80s. It happened in the 80s. Did it? Yes, I and that's what I, that's it. what that's what we were talking about last week with uh, Ryan Gerdusky. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it happened in the 80s. There was this uh, Ronald Reagan and, and those guys like got in league with the evangelical uh, Christians who were on cable and had a much bigger outreach. And so the hey, they've got an agenda and, and good for them. I have an agenda, too. Like I I don't care what people do in their bedrooms. I really don't care as long as nobody's getting hurt and everything's consensual. There you go. I want I want less government. I want lower taxes. I that's what I want. Free markets. Yes. yes. So it's always like what you're feeling now. Uh, it, it, everybody can have. We can have both. But we can have our cake and eat it too. Like we both, uh, the evangelicals, the, the the Bible thumpers, and ourselves, we all want the same thing. We all, we uh, we want uh, limited government. Uh, we want lower taxes. Yada yada. Now, to to the hardcore conservatives or, or, or Christians or whatever, I love you. God bless you. We share. We we have the same faith. Absolutely. Now, if you want to go around and and talk to people about the gospel and you want to go meet people and and try to convert them, fantastic. However, I, I'm into boobs. I watch uh, porn and uh, (laughs) Lord have mercy on my soul. (laughs) I just – I'm not offended by boobs. My entire philosophy has always been if I agree with you 80% of the time, I want you on my team. I want you on my team. Closest to the hole. Exactly. And so why in the world? Why in the world? Right? Do you go and play the I'm more X than you game? Look at what I just said. I'm so I'm so awesome because I have these very high standards when 80 percent of the time you're on the same team. The, the, you I make like it what so I, hard. You make it so hard to work with you. So hard. <laughs> that's perfect. I'm so much, much more X than you. I'm so much more blank than you. That drives me crazy. And and sometimes I get so disheartened by it. Uh, I wonder if this all just isn't just folly. It's uh, the people who, oh my Lord. 
the people who are so I'm I, I'm I'm seriously uh, conservative. I'm seriously conservative. I'm never Trump. Never Trump. Never, 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 never. Like too late. Right. <laughs> the guy is in the White House now. He's he's doing stuff. So well, this whole I some some oh my the tweet I cannot stand that like I've almost hit the unfollow button so many times just because I, I find it so odious and so boring and uh, if uh, if only somebody would have warned you they wait till there's some overblown freaking headline in in the Washington Post where they make they make it sound like uh, you know Trump is completely caved and now he's uh, in bed with Nancy Pelosi literally uh, licking her left butt cheek if only somebody would have told you tee smiley face neener neener like shut up <laughs> shut up like you did you I, I yes I remember your aunt your 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 hardcore anti-trump uh, stance and you mm-hmm. were brave and you held to your beliefs and you did everything you could try to do to convince people not to vote for him. That ship has sailed. Oh, it's gone. He is in the White House. Like, if only somebody would have checked. <laughs> boring. <laughs> the people oh, who are offended so by, by boobs. And that's why I like to tweet uh, partial nudity. And you for, do a very good job the, at it. I try to be tasteful. I, I thought my, my joke was very funny. Like this guy went on CNN, said he believed in the First Amendment and boobs. I want to go on MSNBC and say I believe in the Second Amendment inside boobs. But it feels oh, a little I thought, I thought you said but. Oh, there was another one where I did. I believe in the, the, <laughs> the Second Amendment and that sweet, sweet ass. <laughs> yeah. And there was, a, there was yep. a picture of that girl in the red, white, and blue little tanga ch- uh, cheek. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. But I mean, that's so good looking swimsuit. That is a good. Oh, my goodness gracious. When I was back in Los Angeles recently, uh, my wife and my kids and I and another couple, which is a whole thing, which is like a whole thing. Family outing thing. And going out with another couple. However, these people are great. Thank Mm -hmm. thank goodness for them. They found this little section of beach uh, a couple years ago. Uh, in Malibu, it's not Malibu and it's not Zuma and it is the, and I kind of want to keep it a secret. I feel bad talking about it now on the air. However, it's like this little tiny cove and it's like where, uh, I guess the cool kids go and some families now because <laughs> we ruined it. You but ruined that little, it. There's like this, uh, and, and I'm a couple years behind on the fashion. I think it's called a, a cheekini, but it's not like a full on thong. It's like got it covers like the top part of the butt cheek. And there were some uh, lovely, lovely. You know what I like to see? I like to see the big girls wearing that because it like, hey, you're doing it, girlfriend. There was this one girl who was wearing one probably shouldn't have been. However, you could tell like she'd lost some weight and she was feeling good about herself. I had a whole backstory for her. And I'm like, God bless you. Good for God her. bless you. You go rock that thing. Mm-hmm. You rock it. And you could tell she was uh, whatever. It was great. So I'm a big fan. So I posted that uh, picture of the red, white, and blue uh, cheeky. That's good stuff. I've that never, is good stuff. I, I, I will say that your timeline was the first time I've ever seen a cheekini. You got to get out of, uh, you got to get out of the compound. <laughs> have places you need to go it's what yeah. the uh the it's what the volleyball team wears oh really for the olympics yeah well <laughs> suddenly suddenly they don't they don't wear them anymore oh there's some okay. weird total onesie no you don't wear a onesie when you're playing beach volleyball so to to quickly move on the boobs thing incredibly 
overblown. Everybody, we're on the same side. Uh, I, w- you and I uh, both, uh, Liberty Gimlet, don't like the I'm so much more blank than you. It's I don't just, care. I, I really don't. <laughs> it's so boring. And don't boring. bore me. Boring. Yes. Yeah. Boring. Oh, my gosh. And the snark. The snark. Like, like Twitter uh, and Facebook. Well, not really so much Facebook, but Twitter is really – you know what it is? It's a, it's a celebration of the mean bumper sticker. That's what that's what Twitter is. Uh, I'm trying to fight against it. Uh, I'm trying to interact more with people and and just open up the the universe more in terms of the Loftus Party uh, tweeting. And there's cool. Listen, there's cool people out there, and I just want to encourage that. Oh my gosh! Here's the other thing I want to say, uh, and I want to say it uh, right up front: uh, our YouTube subscriptions, we've we've gained a, a couple hundred people. Nice. In the past month, I think I, I think it's huge. I think it, it's great. We were going like three and four and bing a bing. It was a nice slow steady, but boom! I think we're re- we are we are poised. We are poised because it's all an algorithm. So I'm very excited about that. That adds to the big boob. We we like boobs. Uh, we like butts. I, what was the girl who wrote the the tweet? She's like, I I could go on C- CNN and say I like balls or something. It was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. It was hilarious. I mean, it's just, it, it, I swear to God, if the I'm at more X than you crowd could ever just take a step back and use that same kind of fervor and and passion around destroying the liberal narrative false premises that everybody can't stand if you want limited government, free market health care and other stuff, if they would spend half the time deconstructing those in a fun and fabulous way, we would be so much better off. It's, um, <laughs> it's unbelievable. And I know we've, we've talked about it on, on this show before the people who you agree with somebody 80% mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, this is for the, for, this is the best chance I have to getting most of what I want in today's political climate. And then you have these people go, Oh no, 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 no. We, 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 uh, we disagreed on the color of the uh, light switches in the hallway. So I can't vote for a guy who wants uh, white wall switches in the hallway. It's like, no, you don't understand. We're redoing a whole house here. We're rebuilding a house. We just bought drywall. We got sheetrock. We got two by fours. The light switch is a tiny, tiny aspect of the house. Oh, no, I don't want the house now. No, it's going to have a uh, an antique white lo- uh, a light switch. That's stupid. I can't do that. Think of the light switches. And I have zero patience for that. Zero. It just it it is so. I said it during the primary when all of a sudden we had a complete cattle call, you know, in terms of Republican nominees. I said it then. I said we are going to fall into the exact same trap that the left fall into, and and the exact same thing they're doing today with these this push to the left, push to the left, and litmus tests. These purity tests will kill the movement, and we're going to end up with some really weird conglomeration of a third-party mishmash. I don't know what it's going to look like. I think it's starting. I, I think mm-hmm. the seeds have been sown. I mean, I'm really doing my best. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's like right now, they're uh, the media is really pushing this ma- this narrative of uh, you know Trump has abandoned his base. He's abandoned his base, and people are burning hats. I know. Ryan burned his uh, "Make America Great Again" hat, uh, and I was on I was on another podcast recently, and kind of saying the same thing. 
Like until it's it's Hollywood. Here's what I've learned from Hollywood. People talk to you about a deal, mm-hmm. and it looks like it's going to happen. It's a it's a slam dunk. It's going to happen. It's going to then something else happens at the last un, until the ink. I don't like to talk about deals until I have signed the contract. That's that's when you can complain. Like you can talk in your camp about the things that you want to negotiate for and all that stuff. So people who are upset about DACA. Uh, be upset, be vocal. I, I support Ryan uh, Gerdusky burning his hat and other mm-hmm. people burning his hat. That sends some kind of – Lord knows the president looks at Twitter. So so now you're letting your voice be heard. That's right. wonderful. However, I am not prepared uh, to throw Donald Trump and his presidency under the bus yet. And, and oh, oh, how do you like that wall? Isn't that wall great? How do you like that wall? OK, listen. Uh, it – uh, the 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 wall is an end all be all. Uh, border security. That's exactly. what I care about. Okay. Yep. Now, if we have a cool little section that looks good in a movie and it has solar panels on it, th- that's wonderful. I make jokes about it. I want a roller coaster. I want all this other stuff. However, what I want first and foremost is border security. Don't let illegal immigrants in this country. And I I said it on on the 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 YouTube video mm-hmm. the. the are the jurors out to get a late checkout? I just don't see how you can continue on as a political party and kick 800,000 people out of the country. So people are like, oh, Trump has betrayed us. He's betrayed us. It, the ink isn't dry yet. The ink isn't dry yet. And right now they're trying to say it uh, about the Paris uh, Climate Accord. Oh, he's going back to Paris. Oh. He's betrayed you. You know my favorite part of that whole thing, how it dropped on like a – Saturday morning where it gets to play all weekend before an official response. Yeah. I, I mean, that was just crazy. But here's here's my thing back to DACA, right? I understand people like Ryan Gerdusky and, and some of the people who have very passionate feelings about illegal immigration, et cetera, et cetera, because I have some of those same feelings. And, and saying And saying uh, end chain migration. I 100% support Donald Trump saying that. You've got to end that process. It's horrible, 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 horrible. But what I struggle with is when did we start believing anything Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer say? For real. <laughs> For I mean, just real. because they came out and said we came to an agreement, why are we believing them? And even Chuck Schumer is like, we have an understanding. You know, we have to negotiate X, Y, and Z. And I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. There's so much I don't know about. But here, I can tell you what I want to have happen. Okay. Like just, just like with yourself, uh, you, 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 you're kind of a second class citizen. Mm-hmm. If you, if you break some kind of, if you are. Uh, like felony convic- conviction, boom, you're gone. You're out of the country. You're, you, but uh, the chain immigration has to stop. They can't send for Tom, Dick, and Harry. And just first and foremost, close the borders, close the borders, close them. We have a line. We have an immigration policy. It's fair. We take people from all over the globe. You can't just walk over here anymore. Those days are over. You can't just walk across the border. You can't just throw a kid across and and go, okay, well, you stay there and keep your nose clean for five years, and then you're an automatically a citizen. Those days are over. Having a baby, and the baby's all of a sudden a U.S. citizen. Those days are over. These 800,000 people get to stay, but we got to clamp down the wall. Well, they might get to stay, but they don't get all the lovely parting gifts. Right. Mm -hmm. They don't get automatic citizenship. 
You no. know, and, 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 and what kills me, and we go back to this all the time, is the narrative. Oh, these young people serve in the military. Estimate is about 900 of them have. 900 yes. out of 800,000. Oh, and these me, children these children came here and didn't know their home countries. They have no idea. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Some and, of these and to me, like the military 15. thing, the military thing that you're talking about, to me is like gross and immoral. It goes to people who will pick the strawberries, who will pick the strawberries. So you're not selling the, the American dream. You want to import slave labor. I'm against slavery. <laughs> right. But so so that has to end. And then I fight there's there's like a little I always go to like I don't always go, but a lot of times I go to a doomsday scenario. So, hey. Our, our military, we're having a hard time recruiting kids into our military. Let's go down to Guatemala, uh, set up a stand, and say, hey, serve four years in the Marine Corps, and you get to be a citizen. They'll be lining – the thousands of people will line up. Guatemala will be empty. And so, so then all of a sudden we have some like weird mercenary army of people who – oh, no thank you. No thank you. No, thank so you. So it's got to be over. It's got to be over. But it's got to be over. Oh, they don't know the home country. They don't know the language. They have no familiarity because every statistic says the median age of these children is six. The median is meaningless. Yes. Meaningless. Not only that, then you have Judicial Watch. And if you don't follow Judicial Watch, you really need to. These are Tom Fitton is, is pretty cool. I like him. I like right? Judicial Watch. Awesome people there. You know, they go back and they get the documentation that shows 40 to 50% of the currently approved DACA participants are fraudulent and that DHS never did the appropriate background checks. I don't even want to talk about these 800,000 people until they go back and do it right. That's a great that's a great point. Yep. That's a great point. I uh it's but here's the here's the narrative you're always going to run up against, and this is you know what's the commercial? I always think about what's the commercial? What's the commercial? And I want to have, I want to have the commercial for for the Republican candidates going, uh, you know, we're caring people. Mm-hmm. These these poor children came across our borders when they were five, and now they're here, and they've passed the civics exam, and we want to embrace them as a country. However, to make sure that no child dies in the desert of thirst. Because their parent is looking for a better life for that child. We're building a wall! <laughs> <laughs> we are ending this! Like, just, what, just totally what, go Sam Kent. What? What other country? The wall! You can't cross a desert! That was my Sam Kennison. There you go. What other country does this? Nobody. Exactly. It's like, because we want, you know... We're proud of the fact we were a country of immigrants and a melting pot. We're somehow obligated to be this permissive forever going forward. We kind of grew up. Things have we, changed. We need to take another look at it. And here's the other like moral thing that I would say. So, and this is just me as a as a science fiction uh, fan and hypothetical guy. So uh, you've you've heard of like sliding doors, right? Like if, if you could go back in your life and you you would do X instead of going Z, if you would have taken the tea kettle off the stove instead of going to walk the dog, you know all this other stuff. What if by allowing all these people in to our country, like we we have a line, we have an immigration policy, we keep that going. However, what if a parent? Uh, in in Guatemala or El Salvador, their kid was going to grow up 
to be the guy who's responsible, the guy or the girl responsible for bringing uh, democracy to that country. But instead of leaving them in their country, they brought them across the border. Right. Yeah, no, so what I, if what if we are taking the best and brightest from every other country? How how much better could the world possibly be if we said nobody's allowed in? Because everybody who loves freedom and everybody who loves liberty would be stuck in their shithole country and then they would have to fight for it. And maybe they can encourage real change. Like we might actually be prolonging the misery of our country by letting all these people in. Absolutely. Well, you know. misery loves company and all that good stuff i suppose but i mean how miserable is it to put your child like so much chattel on a truck with a human trafficker that you're paying to bring them over the border the horror of that just the horror of that trip the horror of the things that could happen to them the 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 just terrible stories we've heard of these children when they get here being you know basically malnourished, sexually abused, the whole nine yards. Why would you want to have a narrative out there about DACA and amnesty that's going to encourage parents to continue doing this? And I'll I'll tell you why. Because their lives are so horrible. I read this article uh, a long time ago in Playboy about this guy who had illegally crossed the border like three times and just getting – he goes to New York each time, Mm -hmm. uh, Manhattan – and like he gets a job uh, at a restaurant, right. just working, working as a bus boy in a steakhouse or, mm-hmm. or a seafood restaurant. He's he's the wealthiest man in his hometown. Like he sends money back. It's oh, right. And that that's the, part of the reason Mexico doesn't want us to change our policy because of the remittance and all the money that does get sent back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where that's where I'm for a wall. It, yeah. it, it symbolically it, it, it sends a message. And we have to say the, these days are over. Mm-hmm. These days are over. And we have to – it's it's like the, it, America is a melting pot and right now the recipe isn't right. Exactly. We've got too much of one ingredient and we got to let it blend in. If you look at California – and I was on this other <clears throat> podcast recently uh, and, and I, I brought up this article in the, in the, uh, the LA Times – Back in – I think it was like 2014, how illegal immigration and immigration has taken the red state of California mm-hmm. and turned it blue. Well, and and, I, and, and it, it'll, it, might, it, it may never go red again oh. unless you can shut off the spigot. Mm-hmm. You got to shut off the spigot and let people become Americans and become a part of this great multicultural society. However, you, you've got neighborhoods I've driven through. I'll take you there. Where you cannot read the signs, mm-hmm. you you might you you're it's like being on another planet. Well, it and ain't I mean, America, and and that you know there's a lot of arguments that say first generation kind of looks like that, right? So I mean, when a lot of immigrants were coming over in the late 1800s, early 1900s, you had what were essentially ethnic and and, and ghettos, you know, with Polish and Italian and Irish and all the whole nine yards, right? So the first yes. generation generally relied on the second generation to learn to speak English and help them navigate in the world. They Precisely. Might have, you know, we don't live in that kind of world anymore. The Chinese are still doing it. The Chinese are still doing yep. it. The Vietnamese are still doing it. They, you, you have but like – uh, this is going to sound so racist. But they you, insist they on like, the assimilation of that second generation. And they don't know – and 
I don't know. I, I have theories about it. They're all kind of like harebrained and not fully formed. However, it, I find it a, a strange cultural phenomenon that you have generation after generation after generation of poverty mm-hmm. in a lot of Latino communities and a lot of uh, black communities. However, it's like the Chinese, the Asians have a recipe for success yep. that that almost – it, it, the success rate is off the chart. Mm-hmm. Somebody comes over to the country with, with his wife. They don't speak. They, they they speak maybe two words of English. They scrape to get uh, uh, together enough money to get a little convenience store or a bodega or what have you. And every penny that they save and scrimp and hold on to goes to paying to their for their child's college. And they tell that kid like. Uh, and this, I'm going to do a, I'm going to do the really racist Chinese voice. Like don't mess around with gang. You don't do drug. You don't drink. You go college, <laughs> college success. And they're like these tiger moms yep. and it works. It totally and it works. works. And then like, boom, in one generation, that kid's buying a giant mansion in orange County, going to therapy, talking about his parents <laughs> were so mean to him. <laughs> Well, he's going to raise his kids different and they don't have self-esteem and welcome to America. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. They, they dive right into that millennial pool, right? But I mean, the other population you actually see that in is immigrants from Africa. Mm-hmm. It, 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 the, the, the folks that come from Africa outdo native-born African-Americans almost – if you take out the refugee population from Somalia because that's different. It's not immigration. It's something else, Right. But if you look at the people who actually apply and are, are uh, and come here, very similar story to, to the Asians. Yes. So I, there I, are there's a quite a, there's a segment, and and this is what I've always tried to do, and I, I learned this by traveling around the world, and I know you've traveled a bunch mm-hmm. too. When I was really young, I went with my parents. We went to uh, Tijuana, and it kind of hit me there, like how great. We have it in America, mm-hmm. and that's been reinforced. You know, even going to countries like uh, Ireland and Iceland, there are things culturally that I admire. However, you, you always—it's a healthy reminder for people who listen to this show and and watch the flip side on on YouTube America and other channels. Like, take a step back, take a step back, and consider how horrible the rest of the world is. I know that sounds bombastic. This is it. You are in the catbird seat. If you want to start a business, it's relatively simple. They 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 make you jump through some hoops. There's a lot of red tape. And I know you found – what was the name of that country in Europe where it's like the Estonia. easiest one? Estonia. We is knocking Estonia. it out of the – We love Estonia. They knock it out of the park. That's a, an easy place to start a business. Capitalism is cranking in Estonia. However, in America, with the market and the disposable income and all this other stuff, if you have something, an idea, you can go on legal Zoom and you can get your thing to you can do it. You can do it. I sound like a motivational speaker, but you're you you you're growing up in the best country on earth. Immigrants can see it. Illegal immigrants can see it. That's why they weep when they pass the test. You see these people like now I'm a now I'm an American and they know the three branches of government and they know the Constitution and they know the and they just and they thrive. You can have that, too. Just get up off your ass and go for it. This is the only place that can happen. If you move to China legally, you will never be Chinese. 
Aquavo. If you move to France legally, you will never be French. Is Japan the same way? Yep. Uh, you can and, you can live there legally, but you will never be considered Chinese. You can come here from anywhere, and once you go through the proper channels, you are an American. Period. It's miraculous. <laughs> it's awesome. Now this is a, a great segue about like the Japanese uh, and the like. Like I know the Japanese, they're not taking any refugees, Mm-mm. and they have zero problems. They don't uh, really take immigrants either because they have. Robots picking lettuce now. And, the, you know, they have a rich, rich tradition mm-hmm. of being culturally all about the Japanese. If you look yep. at the porn, like uh, Pornhub has this list. And like uh, the in India, they're not looking at American porn. They're looking at Indian porn. Right. Japanese are looking at Japanese mm-hmm. porn. So it's like culturally baked in. However, here's what I say. To, uh, good for them. Yep. Not taking any refugees. They don't want the hassle. They've got real problems in London and Paris. How can they still be talking about bringing in more refugees? That How can they still was in law enforcement's crosshairs two weeks but he was taken in before he did the bomb two weeks ago yes yes and now we have four american women over in a train station in france they get acid thrown in their face and that's not terrorism they say it's they say it's not uh, i guess the guy didn't yell uh laka laka lulu or whatever uh, Akbar uh, didn't get yelled so it, it it doesn't count are what other culture does that I it's it's there it's madness. One. It, it it is madness. And here's my solution. I always like to have a solution. You know, that's like the recipe for, for the whole uh, loftusparty.com, the whole kit and caboodle. And this is going to sound hardcore, but I think if it was the rule and and we followed this, these attacks would stop uh in a month. Here it is. We, we, it's on the front page of every paper. It's uh, shouted from the rooftops and all that wonderful stuff. If you carry out a terrorist attack and and people are hurt, whatever, you know, a terrorist attack, you and if you if you perish in the attack, okay, fantastic, you're you're now dead. We're gonna send your family back to the country of origin. So if you're a young man. Uh, who who grew up in Afghanistan and now you're living in, in Europe and you're like, you know what? I'm going to martyr myself for the cause. I'm going to blow myself up. Okay, that's great. You're gone. But your your mom and your dad and your brothers and sisters, they're going to go back uh, to shithole central. And your cousins and your uncles and your aunts. Yeah, the whole Ooh, kid. you're hardcore. You're going to go cousins. I, I was just going to go me? immediate family. You're going – I love it. You have no idea how far to the right I am on this like multicultural stuff. Now I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and just say I'll culturally appropriate anything that I like to eat. I made um, Thai (laughs) risotto. I think it's great. Okay, what I'm not gonna do is say it's okay for this little block of people over here to have their own little culture with inside my country that actually is completely antithetical to everything we believe. I love it. I I, I honestly think this policy would work. I really do. I'm all in. I'm also all for eliminating English as a second language in public schools. (laughs) I am hardcore. English as a second language. Uh huh. Oh no, English only. 
English only. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't, there is no other country in the world that obligates itself to teach your child their native language in their educational system. If you decide to move there, you need to take care of that. There is uh, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, that book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's three of them. Uh, I think it's uh, Sweden it takes place in. I could be wrong. Right. Correct me on the internet. One of the characters in the second book, uh, I think it's from Iraq or something. He's whatever. He's he's working for the good guy. He's kind of a, a snitch, what have you. But he's very, very concerned. He's got his citizenship test up coming up. And if he doesn't know the language, they're kicking him out. And Swedish ain't <laughs> like, easy. No, no. And it's this great runner in the book. And this guy's like, listen, I want to go with you on the stakeout, but I seriously have to study. There's a lot of like geopolitical stuff in the the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo series, but they're hardcore about it. Like this is – we are that shining city on the hill and we got to have some rules getting in here. Well, it's not just – it's not even just the rules are great and, and I think we have some good rules. We need to tighten a couple of them up and I think you know, skills-based immigration with prioritization of English is a good place to start. But what we have to stop doing is making ourselves responsible for everyone else, okay? I'm not saying don't be humanitarian. I'm not saying don't address genocide when it occurs somewhere in the globe. I'm not saying that there not might be valid reasons why we would take in a population of people who are being persecuted. What I'm saying is I am not responsible for every child from South and Central America getting here and learning the English language. I'm not. Uh, boom. <laughs> I'm with you. And, and if you commit a terror attack... Uh, we're we're sending the the, your sur- the surviving members of your immediate family back to your country of origin to include you your ru- second cousins. You have ruined it for the family forever. And then forever. and then those people, the the, the surviving <laughs> members of the family who've had that sweet sweet taste of life in uh, gay Paris, then they got to go live in a mud hut in the middle of anywhere. Uh, th- they're going to be upset. They're going to be upset, and maybe they're going to try to make their mud hut look a little bit more like a gay Paris, and they might open a little coffee stand and take the culture back with them. So to me, it's a win-win. I don't see the downside. And if you happen to be a little group of people that believe in that whole blowing yourself up, we're actually going to carve out a special place for you, and Michael's talked about it before. It's called Sharia Land. You can go just kill the heck out of each other. We're done with you. Yeah. Well, here, the, yeah. Sharia land is still wide open. That's still yeah. on the table. I still want that to happen. Me I'm too. talking about the people who think, you know what? I'll be a martyr. I'll blow myself up. I'll be dead. I'll be in in Shanuki uh, Nuki land with my 72 virgins. OK, that's great. Enjoy your virgins. However, the, the rest of your family, ooh, they're going to be mad. Mm-hmm. They're going to be mad. And you're going to uh, see them someday. Yes. Yeah. When your mom shows up dressed up as a virgin and you unwrap that old lady. <laughs> oh, dear God. That would be hilarious. Um, okay, so we've, we've covered the DACA thing, the London attack. Uh, the, the Are you worried about the whole Chuck and Nancy of it all? The Chuck and Nancy of it all? Yeah, that the Trump is having dinner with uh, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and what? they're saying all this stuff. Are you taking the bait? Okay, let me go back. I, I'm old enough to remember, okay? <laughs> I just love this. I'm old enough to remember when Ronald Reagan had to work with Tip O'Neill, right? Yes. I'm old enough to remember when Ted Kennedy used to broker backdoor deals with Republican with Republican, you know, administrations. I'm old enough to remember that a certain degree of bipartisanship, and if you look at the history of Congress, the number of bills that passed with votes across the aisle 
you know, for the last 50 years, we worked better as a country when people could have conversations. Now, do I feel like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer are necessarily because of the last eight years? I think a lot of that goodwill and the way that that used to happen has gone away thanks to the Obama years. We need to figure out how to get some of that back or nothing will ever get done. I wonder if that's what we're in the middle of right now is mm-hmm. a giant course correction. However, here's the part that kind of rubs me the wrong way about it. I mean, I, I, I totally am with you 100 percent. Like mm-hmm. you, th- you have to be reached cr- across the aisle. And it's like if, if both sides are happy, then it's a bad deal. You know, the, the classic, uh, you know, l- lawyer thing. Uh, however, I feel like the left always the, the left always wins. Like even when the the right digs in, we end up going a smidge to the left, just a smidge to the left. And those smidges have all added up where if you look at we, where we are now, as opposed to where we were in 1960, we are we're it's just a constant. We never seem to move right at all. We just move left, left. It is a slow and steady march towards socialism. And I'm not disagreeing with you, but that's why I I like the idea of President Trump on this whole issue. Just to, let's take DACA as a microcosm, okay? Saying, okay, I've endorsed this plan from Senator David Perdue and Senator Tom Cotton. These are the guys you're going to negotiate with, and I'm not signing anything they're not okay with. I like it. I, I, I like mean, it. I, I'm, I think, I'm all in support of that. You know, when I look at the when I look at the House committee that that's developed, I'm like, oh my god, it's a bunch of open border. Duh, no. But you have some people in the Senate who I think have very good ideas. Because it's a smaller body, you can you have a little bit more control than you do over 435 people, right? Um, yes. And Trump has endorsed their plan. Make Chuck and Nancy negotiate with Purdue and Cotton. Number one, because Nancy and Chuck are lifelong bureaucrats and Chuck Schumer is one of the smarmiest human beings alive. Okay. I don't I don't even see what there is to negotiate on. What I, I really they don't want they want some kind of these people get to stay. That's great. They're not gonna get citizenship. We're ending chain migration, da 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 da, and you guys get to be the heroes because they can stay. That's the deal. And Border That's enforcement it. and border none enforcement. Of this, none of this goes forward without border enforcement. And Trump was on; he was saying that the other day. Like the right. wall is in there. The wall, you know, ba 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 ba. So that's good. Paul Ryan passed funding for it last week. It's all so, good. So uh, we're we're running out of time, and you made me think of something that I want. I wanted to make sure we got to. There's so much more fun, fun stuff to come up. I just want to hit on this really quick. Like uh, Bannon's out uh, of the White House. So I think he was like the last one of of the whole populist movement. In the doomsday scenario, Trump is only surrounded now by the swamp. Now, Bannon is saying that he can he can do more good on the outside looking in and, you know, Breitbart and that that whole nine yards. Did you happen to see him on uh, 60 Minutes? I did not. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. I mean, he looked horrible. It was really uh like the makeup was just atrocious. It's well, just like somebody – they don't ever work to make him look good. You know that. No, but his <laughs> eyes, his eyes were so pink. It's almost like he had pink eyeliner under his eyes, but it was great. He was like he, – he's like I totally believe that there's members of the Republican Party who are uh, against this president. They're trying to un- undermine him uh, any chance they can. Uh, would that be Mitch McConnell? Yeah, Mitch McConnell. <laughs> and it was great. He just like boom. Just it's 
so one. It was so wonderful to watch. Uh, and he, like Hillary Clinton, not very bright. She's just not the. <laughs> it was fantastic, fantastic. Uh, they tried to paint him as a racist. It didn't work. I thought Bannon came out of the sixty minutes thing smelling like a rose, looking looking horrible, but smelling like a rose. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad he's running Breitbart. Ryan Gerdusky says he's tough to work for. Uh, however, uh, gr- go Breitbart, go. Do it, man. Hold everybody's feet to the fire. Well, and, you know, I don't know. I think, like I said, I think part of the risk is that Trump tends to work solely with his um, cabinet members, right? The direct members of his team. He's got to figure out, and whether he uses Mike Pence to do this or some other mechanism, he's got to figure out how to work directly with the legislature. And if it's not Mitch McConnell, those people like David Perdue and Tom Cotton and and other Republican senators who agree with him on individual issues and say, that's fine, you got to talk to these guys. (laughs) These are the guys that I support. These are the guys that are in line with my vision, and I'm not signing anything that they're not okay with. I, I, there's a part of me that thinks that like the the swamp <clears throat> wants to surround Trump with like their own personal echo chamber, where uh, Trump goes, give me give me five options, and uh, you know douchebag number one goes, here you go, A B C, and douchebag number two, blah 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 blah, and and on and on and on, but nobody says like the populist thing, so it, it looks on paper like uh, Trump got all these wonderful options, uh, however. The will of the people is not one of those options. It, it, it's like it, it goes back to the whole uh, immigration thing. To me, it, it just as as the 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 regular Joe on the street, like not we have zero conversation about this until I know we're shutting down that border. Until I know no more illegal immigrants are coming in, uh, rev up the buses. Mm-hmm. We we're gonna start we're gonna start rounding up the Dreamer kids. Now, if you care about those kids. You're going to close the border. I want them to stay. However, if you're not going to give me a border, rev up the buses, rev up the buses. I I just don't see where there's, oh, he's got to negotiate, negotiate. I'm a little concerned about Bannon being on the the outside. However, negotiate means we trade stuff. I did this for a living for a number of years. I could tie about six things to healthcare premiums, guys. This isn't that hard. Yeah. They really want these kids to stay. Make them give away the farm. They're the minority party. Everywhere. Uh, Everywhere. <laughs> Mind boggling. Okay. So now I want to get to this story and then it's just fun, fun, fun till the cows come home. Uh, I just want to say this just to say that we talked about it. I, 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 don't, I didn't mean to bury it this far down uh, in, in the show. Uh, Sally Quinn, the, the widow – of Ben Bradley, who ran the Washington Post, has a new memoir out uh, where she feels that she's responsible for three people dying because she participated in witchcraft. She participated in hexes and voodoo. So she feels some bad stuff happened to her family because she killed three people through witchcraft and voodoo. And I, I t- I tell you, I can remember when those whole the, the whole spirit cooking thing was going on, and it flipped me out. However, here you have the woman who ran polite society in Washington D.C. 
uh, married to the guy who was in charge of the Washington Post. She was she was the queen of politics, mm-hmm. just saying, and it, and like it's so casual, and like no one's talking about it. I'm like, hold the phone. This yeah. woman, like she's killing chickens, hopefully just chickens. Like I don't know. Uh, however, I think this I think the story uh, merits further scrutiny. Well, you know, in polite society like Washington, D.C., we try to hide our crazy and not talk about it. You know, it's only down here in the South where we just stick it out on the front porch. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, see, I read stuff like that and I'm like, seriously, lady, take your meds. Like, I can't I can't even take it seriously. Like, how do you how do you even believe that stuff? Because you've done something horrible. You've done something horrible because you had an agenda and you're like, ooh, I'm going to use this. Oh, I bet it the spirit, blah, 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 blood. And, you know, oh, and some of those uh, – listen, I, I've, I've known some uh, white witches in my past many, mm-hmm. many, 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 many moons ago. And they, they really believe this stuff. And they were, given, they were given dire warnings by uh, other members of their uh, witch society. Coven. Don't do bad stuff. Don't do bad stuff. And it's funny, this girl that I knew, who was a white witch, lovely, lovely girl, you know, her boss was always worried about some bad stuff that she had done in the past and blah, 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 blah. Her boss uh, met an untimely death. I think she was hit by a bus, plane crash, something. It was, it was horrible. But anyway, these little spells, whether you believe they work or not, they require you to do some bad stuff to get the results that you you want. I'm saying let's let's sit this lady down. I, I, I want to keep going at the whole spirit cooking thing. I want to keep going after the whole uh, John Podesta and his freaky, freaky brother. <laughs> I don't know what these people are up to, but I, I don't think uh, I don't think it's legal. So I just wanted to go on record as bringing that up and say, oh, we talked about it on the show. OK, so now it's just fun, fun, fun and funny. This is this is I, I love the show. It just it's just clicking along. Uh, Baltimore had a program where that you could rent a bike from the city. They had 200 bikes they were going to put all over the city. And if you need a bike, take a bike, have a bike, leave a bike and blah, blah, blah. They had 200 bikes. Guess how many bikes are left? Two. <laughs> Close. One hundred. Half the bikes were stolen. The, the manufacturer. <laughs> Of the locking mechanism, said so they've they've never seen aggressive burglary like this, and they have to rethink the the whole system. It just cracks me up. Now, Baltimore, I'll, I'll give them credit for this. They knew the bikes were going to get stolen. They 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 just knew they were like get, so they put GPSs on. That's the only reason they have a hundred bikes uh, left. Is there's there's GPS on You're the bikes? You're kidding me. No, oh my no. God. That's, how, that's how they're getting the bike back. Like, all right, we're going to put these but bikes I mean, out there because like, people are good. But we know they're going to steal them, so let's put GPS on them so we know we can get them back. How? So you put together this program that's supposed to be nice and supposed to give people something, and this is what happens? Well, I, I, it's a rental program. Supposedly, for like $5, you get a 45-minute ride. I forget what the whole – but it's it's a little way – you're trying to look like a nice guy but make a little money too. So in a way, oh. I kind of celebrate the burglars on this one. But <laughs> I'm I remember years crime. ago – Years ago, they tried this in Boise, Idaho. They had these bright – yeah, I love Boise. I I would do stand-up there. Man, that's a great town. They had these bright yellow bikes. The city bought all these bikes. They painted them bright yellow, and it was just going to be on the honor system. 
Well, quickly, all the homeless people learned, I got a free bike. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, you just wouldn't go up to some crazy person and go, can I borrow your bike? Are you done with that? <laughs> they're just, they're insane. They protect the bike. So that's wonderful. That's hilarious and good. Um, we had a poll at the end of last week where I guess J.J. Abrams wants to make a Star Wars character gay. He's either going to add a new character, but there will be there will be a homosexual represented in the new Star Wars. That's uh, that's the Star Trek rubbing off on him. You know, in Star Trek, everybody's represented. In Star Trek, every every little person's represented. Uh, however, it's stupid. It's if it makes the story better, if it's relevant, if it if if it makes sense, I, I great. I don't care. I don't I would, care. I would say this: there's already gay Star Wars characters. They're just not out. <laughs> J- no, Job of the Hut. Job of the Hut. <laughs> And it, it, you, this is going to be very funny, uh, but it's true. And I just remembered it as I was bringing it up. There was an an animated Star Wars movie. It was computer animation, and it was going to be on the Cartoon Network. However, they thought they could make a lot of money off of it, so they actually put it in the theaters. I cannot remember the name of it, but it was about like, somebody's somebody got kidnapped, and they were kidnapped by Jabba the Hutt's brother, somebody, somebody the Hutt, and and the, and the person who who voiced the character of Jabba the Hutt's brother was pretty much doing a Truman Capote. He was like a flamboyant Southern dandy gay character. I just now remembered that. That's hilarious. There's already been a gay one. So anyway, our poll was for people to uh, come up with gay Star Wars character names. Yeah, and we encourage Dirty Minds on the Loftus Party TL. It's great. We're not worried about boobs. We're not worried about gay Star Wars characters. What, what were some of your favorites? Um, I actually liked what was it uh, R two do me the uh, mobile sex that was, toy that was laugh out loud yeah R two R two do me was hilariously funny and I also C three P on me was funny as heck which I don't know what's I don't know what's gay about that but I guess it's the same sex P on me I I don't know but there was a lot of uh, Luke Streetwalker and and a couple that that went along those lines. Um, Lots of playing around with Jar Jar Banks. That was the one I was waiting for. Like I don't feel good about participating. I just I, I enjoy watching because all of the surprise. But I'm I'm sitting I'm at work uh, and I, and I keep checking in on the poll to see what's going on. And my the Twitters the Loftus Party Twitters like Bing 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 Bing, bing, bing. Light yeah, up. Yeah, your notifications like, always light up during a poll. Where is Jar Jar Twink? Where is Jar Jar Twink? And so finally, a couple people uh, got it. They were it was fantastic. Uh, well, and and I believe the last time I looked, and I will just I will go verify um, that it was at just under fifty percent of the vote, which was one hundred and sixty-eight. Uh, Job of the slut as a Job of the slut as a yeah. runaway winner. <laughs> Luke Streetwalker. And then a couple just like straight up Luke Skywalkers. That was hilarious too. <laughs> so thanks for participating in that one. There is uh, a new product that I just found out about the other day uh, called the Shiny Hiney. Have you heard of this? Uh, no, I did see metallic leggings, but I have not heard of the Shiny Hiney. Okay. Uh, they're uh, – 
there's an email that's that's circulated around through my work. It's very funny. It talks about where we are, what we've done, and the guy who writes it is a is an extremely funny dude. And he referenced this product called the Shiny Hiney. And I'm I'm like laughing, and I'm like, did this guy actually make this up? Uh, but he he included a link, so I click on it, and it's like a like a a made for TV as seen on TV product. It is literally like a toothbrush for your butthole, and it's it's hilarious. Uh, and there's, it's a toothbrush. It, yes. It's this long curved, almost like, you know, like a loofah, like you'd want to loofah your own back. It's like a curved plastic handle. And then there's like a, a brush on the end. And then there are different, uh, like almost pastes that you would put on the brush and they have like a bubble gum scent. They, <laughs> they have a whitening. It's so funny, and here's what I want to have happen, and, and now I'm saving this for the show. There is a uh, a girl who has written uh, uh, Tar Heel Crystal, mm-hmm. right? Tar Heel Christie. I want her to review this product. She has to review this product for the website, and, and I want – seriously, when, when the website launches next week, she has to review that product. She, okay, well, she, well, she has to get one. Are you going to send it to her house? I, I will. I will go that far. <laughs> she gives me she gives me her she gives me the address. I will make this happen. I will I will I will make sure <laughs> oh, she gets a wow. behind brush. Loftus is issuing issuing a a, a challenge to Crystal. Woo! It, I'm throwing down the shiny hiney gauntlet. <laughs> She seems like a cool chick. This is science. Science? I want to know if it works. Okay. How will you know? She'll tell me. She'll tell the world. <laughs> is shiny hiney good or is shiny hiney bad? And uh, it has it, it like in a, in an essay form. It's it's wonderful. There you go. Yes, I'm I'm looking through. I think oh my gosh. Uh, we talked about Sally Quinn and her crazy, uh, her crazy hexes, the, the bikes in Baltimore, uh, shiny hiney. Oh, I got a, I, uh, well, I might save that. Uh, I got an email from, uh, Adam and Eve, uh, the sex toy people that I encourage everybody to do this. You look at your emails like uh, years ago, I subscribed to the, the Adam and Eve catalog. Because it's great. You go, you get your mail, and you're like, Bill, 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 Bill. Oh, porn. <laughs> it's like, it's like a, it breaks up the day. So some uh, somehow I'm on their email list, and they're they're advertising. Because uh, you signed up for it. That's right. That's that's <laughs> that's the laugh. A, a, a virtual reality porn. Now I don't know if I have to buy goggles or whatever, but I'm telling you now, I'm gonna look into this, and I'll 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 review that. <laughs> okay. I want to see. I want to see virtual reality porn. Years ago, I bought. They do the porn parodies. There was a there was a parody of Avatar, and I tell you, I don't know what it is, and I'll but I've said it on stage, and I'll say it again here. The the big blue Avatar girl, the same girl who's in uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. I'm totally turned on by her. Like, well, you th- like that, the per- you liked her purple sister in Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I'm I'm all about. I don't know what it is. I have a I have a, uh, a maybe it's a fetish. I don't know. But like, so they came out with an, a porn uh, avatar, and it was in 3D, and I got it, and I was all excited. Uh, however, it was the old school 3D with the the cheap, uh, you know, 
paper goggles, one eye's red, one eye's blue. The 3D was horrible. Mm-hmm. I was so disappointed. It was such a disappointment. Well, they do say the vast majority of the growth in the virtual reality market will not be gaming. It will be porn. That's been out there for a while. Oh, everything's mm-hmm. going to converge. Everything's mm-hmm. going to converge. So. We live in we live in exciting times. Uh, we didn't get to the ESPN analyst, Jameel Hill, who, like, I don't want her to be fired. I don't like people getting fired for stuff they say on the air. I right. don't I don't like people getting fired for stuff they say on Twitter, all of that stuff. However, the the double standard here is huge. And it's like, oh, that's what aboutism. I, I don't care. But if, you know, Kurt Schilling gets canned, really, Jamil Hill can, like, call the president a, a white supremacist and, and nothing happens? ESPN's like, that was not right. She, that was the neener neener. Yeah, it's right. just, it bums you out. I don't like the double standard. And what we have completely avoided talking about on purpose was Hillary's book. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm almost ready. I think I'm ready to put that chick in the rearview mirror. However, I am still thoroughly entertained by her dramatic readings. I I, I kind of want to put, get clips of the audio, just the, the way she reads it. It's as if she was not there and she was not an active participant in this. And I was thinking, back off, creep. And now it's too funny because that whole that, – that back off, creep, is the thing that she keeps getting asked questions about. Mm-hmm. So now she's really steering into it and she's putting a lot of spin on it. And she was right. on like Matt Lau or something the other day. And now she's like really acting it. And I'm like, back off, creep. Like the only thing she isn't doing is the head shake and the <laughs> – yeah. Uh, yeah. She's, she is a piece of work. Thank God she's not in the White House. Oh, my Thank God. Thank God she's not in the White House. Okay, let's wrap this son of a gun up. Let's uh, let's do some uh, uh, Michael-topias. In the real world, uh, there's crazy rules and laws, and nothing really works right. But in Michael-topia, we have a different set of rules, and everything is hunky-dory because we have uh, different laws for Michael-topia. So what's, a, what's your Michael-topia law? In Michaeltopia, you never have to give a cat a pill. Ooh, that's the worst. Oh my god. <laughs> that, we, oh, that's the worst. We have a new kitten in the family, mm-hmm. and, it, and it, it, it lives up at, at college with my daughter. And and it came. They they called her because she had adopted it. And when you adopt from a shelter, they like to make sure cat's not going to have kittens and all that. So she was supposed to stay for a couple days to get her surgery. And they called my daughter and said, can you come pick her up because she has a cold and we think she'll get better at home. And they sent her to home with a kitten and a bottle of pills and a bottle of liquid medicine. And she's like, uh, what do I do with this? So there was all kinds of phone call contortions last night as I'm trying to explain to her how you pry the cat's mouth open, how you shove a pill down its throat. Yeah. You never give a cat a pill. Just give them a shot and be done with it. Yes. I, I, I'm not, I can't make that any better. Because I can't agree with you more. I had a cat I dearly, dearly loved, mm-hmm. and you have to give the cat the pill uh, once a day. It's a lot different. I love get, giving a dog a pill. I'll just wrap it up in a piece of cheese or whatever. Dog, what else you got? D- doesn't even taste it. Exactly. Cats, cats have that propensity towards evil, mm-hmm. where they, they look at you like, "I dare you! I dare you to try to force that down my throat." <laughs> I, I will. Chomp! I will eat your eyeball while you're asleep. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, I wish I had one uh, that. Okay, in Michaeltopia. Uh, oh, I don't. You don't. You don't have one. <laughs> We're not freaking out. 
boobs are awesome. We're going to find out if the shiny hiney is pretty good. We're not going to flip out about DACA, but we're going to let our voices be heard. We're going to support the people who are going to legislate this thing, and we're going to let them know what we want. We're going to have fun. We're going to effect change. We got solutions, and we're going to laugh all the way to the winner circle. Boom! Thank you so much. It was a great show. I had a blast. We will see you here. Oh, my gosh. Before I wrap up, thanks so much for supporting everything. The the growth in the YouTube, the growth in the Facebook, all of it. It's wonderful. It's happening, and it's all because of you guys. I love you, and you are all uh, beautiful as individuals, and it looks like you lost weight. Bye-bye.